0: Hey everybody, it's me, J Caps. That's right, the guy who does this podcast and also grading animals with Jcaps. Caps, and also mares and caps. If anybody has ever seen that pilot, or also killing it. I also did the web series from many years ago, killing it. So, and also, but let's see what I've else done. I'm also a teacher. If you have ever um, gone to. Central High School in Valley Stream during you know 2007 to 2010 I might have been your teacher also if you're an emotionally disturbed teenager who goes to um, Name redacted school because I don't want to blow up my spot then also maybe I'm your teacher and you're listening to this and you're thinking wow Jesus Christ um, You're you do a podcast you're a loser, but then to you I would say you go to that school and you're an emotionally disturbed child So I've a um, Objectively better life than you. Okay, cool. So now that I got all of my accolades out of the way. Also, I was in a band uh, like a hundred years ago. All right, anyway. So thank you guys for um hanging out with uh with me on this podcast. I-, I do like that I started off at the top of the show by, you know, judging the emotionally disturbed kids that I work at. But, you know, I'm always in fight mode. That's the thing about me. I'm 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 always uh like I feel that. I mean, maybe this is a worldview that like, I should talk to a therapist about. But I really feel like I'm in a battle. I feel like the world is uh, the jungle, and we have a this phony um, agreement that we make with everyone that we live in a society, when actually it's not. It's just a um, it's just another aspect of like a jungle that we. Um, that we have to use subterfuge and um and uh what do you call it? like what is that thing strategy to get by, and you know it's like uh it's just it's just that way, and I mean I think that maybe it's more it maybe is uh for somebody who is like um armchair uh diagnosing me could be like, oh yeah, now I kind of see where where like uh grading animals itself like this sort of uh, super judgy way of, um, of uh, like, looking at nature and, and parsing it out. It's just, a, it's, just, it's just another aspect of this thing, and it's just another aspect of, like, uh, my own self-judgment, where, like, I do feel um, like, a, like looking around like a squirrel, like, kind of being like, w- wh- where, where is the attack going to come from next? And I have my dukes up. So yeah, if if a couple of dukes fly and accidentally hit the um the students who I teach, if they if I think they're judging me, then I knock them out, yeah. I mean, listen, everybody can get it. It's gonna be a fight to the death. Um, okay, cool. So not the best way I wanted to start this episode out, but you know, uh again, like my the way I felt was that like um I said something and I assumed that the five people listening to me would instead of being on board would be judging me for it. So, that's fine. Anyway, uh it's been a pretty great I got to say the 10 days that I've had since school ended, since summer school, teaching summer school ended have been really exceptional. I feel I think I probably said it last week because of the because it was so close to um to like the way this uh the summer vacation started, but like I, I am like I'm like super grateful. Uh, I had that awesome meeting, that awesome, uh, you know, happen happen stance is that the right word? Happened to meet uh, Isabel Rossellini. That was awesome. Then I spent a really great di- great um, time with my nephew, which was like so awesome. You know, it's really great to not to do something that's not for I think both of those things were not for, like, they were for, they were for the soul. But hanging out with my nephew is really for the soul. It's not, like, something that's, like, uh, that has to do with anything but just um, being present in my own life. But that was really great. And then, so I put the episode last week out Wednesday. So then Thursday, um, I ended up being in uh, a short film that is being made by a friend of the show, Adam Tan. The Varsha Brothers, Adam Tan, just thank you so much. Cast actually wrote. So <clears throat> Adam Tan, uh, definitely give him a follow, g- definitely give Varsha Brothers Productions a follow, but he's a friend of, of many years, of, of back in the day, back, in, back, in, back when I mentioned that I was in a band, like about 100 years ago in the 1800s, um, but I've known him for a long time, but in the beginning, in the beginning of our friendship, well, you could say it was a one-sided friendship, because but honestly, I did not know who the hell this kid was until like 2004, when he really came across my radar, and he was in a friend's band. But he's, he claims that he knew me since like 1997 or something like that, which I would assume is before many of the people listening were born. But still, um, so... In any case, we really, I think, we really started to become friends in like 2016, um, right around the time of uh, like killing it and stuff. If you guys are tuned into all of the the tiny things that I've made and put out into the world, but anyway, the guy's a, an old old friend, and uh, he wrote a short film that sort of brings to, like, mythologizes. So I had an old podcast called The Low End Gigolos. In fact, I should start this again. And also, I was also in a pie. I also made a podcast with uh, Kevin Sanchez, famous New York City comic Kevin Sanchez, and to a lesser extent, famous New York City comic um, Josh Pallad called The Low End Gigolos. Anyway, so I was in that podcast, and Adam wrote a short film that sort of uses some of the uh, the running gags from our old podcast and refolds it into a short film, like a behind-the-music uh, mockumentary-style thing about a band that broke up. And anyway, he cast me in this thing, and all day Thursday, last week, for 12 hours, I was in like seven different scenes, seven different, like, locations for, was it seven different, or seven pages? I did seven pages, which is a lot of pages to do um, for this film, and it was so fun. It was just a great, great thing, and it was just adding to all this uh, fun stuff that, like, I don't know, again, like, is I'm having a good, is I'm having a good summer, like a good, like... Is it good to even i should say that i I'm, i have it was it was it was stress filled or something bad happened to me or that like um you know I got like an eye infection or something that is interesting saying that I had a good time is not like what do I, what do you want to be listening to this and being like rooting on like yay, that's great i just want to, i just want to hear good stuff maybe 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 hearing good stuff is 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 what. Again, like, again, will I ever just be able to make something and accept it as it is and not judge it, like, seconds after I say it? Is this, like, the next lesson that I have to, like, um, what do you call, like, it has to, like, uh, be folded into my understanding so that I could, like, grow out of this ditch? This uh, creative ditch where like the whole the whole gimmick of any expression that I have is constantly just being like, it's bad. It's bad. I, I think it's bad. I think it's bad. As soon as I say it, I hate myself. Um, right. So in any case, that being said. I had a really good time shooting Adam Tan's uh, film and it was really awesome. I was really I was really happy. Thank you so much for for doing that. For uh, and I'm super excited, so that we, hopefully it is edited very fast, and we could, I could ch- tell people about it. Um, there was a lot of funny. I was playing this. I was play, like it was kind of based on, like the Beatles and the Replacements, but like full. I don't know. You know, it's like if you've ever seen, um, behind the music, it's like a, it's like a parody, and it's like using all this stuff from this old podcast. That I was in um and it, I'm really grateful because I'm really grateful that um what is the what is the word I'm looking for? Is the word elegy or there's some there's some word or evocation that's the word I'm looking for the the thing that Adam did with this script was he like he like um he did like a an evocation or an invocation what I think an invocation is when you like light candles. Wear black cloaks, sit in a circle, and you invoke like a dead something that was dead. That's what he did to the memory of the old podcast that I was in. And I will say, this is actually something I will say that this is like a little bit of drama. I do feel um, like estrangement from my old podcast mates because the way our show ended was in the middle of the po- middle of the pandemic when um everyone was like isolated and i don't know like everyone was stir crazy and i i i imploded the show because i felt like um it wasn't an equal like team like i felt like it wasn't equal like teamwork with it so like in the dead of the pandemic like i just like was like um oh, we're not doing this anymore and you know the pandemic like was a a thing where like all like all connections to a, a world were severed in some way and so like we all went our separate separate ways um and that was like you know there's like a little bit of melancholy i feel about you know like a lot of things that did not uh continue in my life or like um so in any case uh this this uh film that he wrote the it, it was like an it was like an it like both evoked and invoked the memory of that thing for me and i was really happy that i don't know i was just like really it was like one of these things where it's like wow this is happening too this is very cool i feel very grateful to be having like the, again like gratitude positive vibes like is that even like a thing that is you know it would be funnier or better if it was just Negative. And then again, like, do we have to, like, be like, I just did this a few seconds ago, feeling like, why is it that I can't just accept that it's just a podcast? Like, we're just going to talk. I'm just going to talk. I don't know what I'm going to say next. And we're going to go through. It doesn't really have to always constantly be like, I hate myself. Right? So, like, in any case, so that's what happened on Thursday. This is, a, you know, this show is basically me recapping my week again. Like, you know, and then I have to do it. So. But, you know, am I going to shut the tape off and start again? No, I'm not going to do that because I'm learning. I'm learning that I, I have other things to do today. I can't just constantly, like, I'm not going to get it perfect. As Ali Faranakian of the People's Improv Theater once said, uh, don't let the good be the enemy of the great. Like, it's good enough. I'm, I'm standing over here. I'm talking to my wall. Um, I'm in my, my, my apartment, you know, I have uh, objectively the last 10 days have been very positive And I'm feeling good about that. And that's good. It's a foundation. Um, so then on Saturday, on Friday and Saturday, just because it's a recap, this is going to be called, maybe this episode is going to be called The Recap. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll maybe find a better title. Let's not decide the title 14 minutes into the show. Right. So, um, I remember, remember if anyone listened to the whole show last week, which I don't know. uh, If you did, you might remember at that at the end of like my recap of last week, I was saying that uh, I was in the middle of trying to uh, trade in the car that I bought because I got T boned for another car and it seemed like it was not going to work out right well it turned out that i did end up trading my car in and they were able to say you know what we're even steven you're going to trade your car in and we're going to let you have this new car and it's going to be the exact same payment and we're not going to fuck you over psych no it was not as easy as that. It was it was a bunch of bullshit. And honestly, listen, remember how like um, five minutes ago I said the world is we we the, it's a fantasy of our society, and it's actually the jungle. And we have to like watch our backs and like really like it's a battle. It's a it's a it's a game of Go. To um, talk about one of my favorite, hot... if anybody plays Go, I would love to know. If you guys are into that, like, if Go, okay, so Go is this game. This, I'm not trying to be a snob. It, seriously, if, you, if you've ever played Go, if you want to try out the game Baduk Pop, um, DM me. I would like to play Go. But if you're too good at this game, then I don't want to play against you because it's very hard. And, like, I take it too personally when I lose. So, um, you know. I'll play against you, and then if like I don't lose horribly, then I'll play against you again. But um, I'm rated on that app uh, like 13k, but who fucking knows if that's true? Um, And also, I play a lot of like those puzzle apps of Go puzzles. So again, like this is not good. This is at this point, this is not also not good content. But what I was saying was in the dealership the car dealership that's an example of uh the what, like how um it's like survival of the fittest i think because like it's really like they're trying to fuck you over and they're not even making any bones about it and there's like different ways of trying to fuck you over there's a fucking you over by like telling you what you want to hear and being nice and being like yeah dude like everything's good like we got like this is going to be the car and all this other shit like everything's fine and then there's the like the so it's like you just to like you you you're listening to this person trying to sell you and they're like being so nice and you have a sense of comfort that you're like yeah this is going to work out and then right at the edge of that as it should be right at the very edge of like feeling and comfort then they swing back at you and being like no actually we're totally going to try to fuck you over um that like the 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 pain point the pain point of money where you were like like that you can't go over that we're going to like say like we can't go any lower than this and it's just going to be like how bad do you want this so the thing was is it was a series of me On the inside, being like, "Fuck," I actually don't have the money to do this. Like, this is this is causing me um, existential dread. Of, like, like just understanding that the choices I've made in my life have made me like a poor person, and like I do not have means. And that's just what it is. Like, it's not. And like, there's like all these people who are like, um, you know, you should just think positively about money you should think positively about how you're gonna you're gonna do um like you already have them there's all these type of people who talk like that but i'm like i don't know what you're talking about like i'm objectively saying that this has not been the case and like i'm not seeing where this like um the secret style um just believing that you know, you're going to have the money or something like that is going to, like, change my life. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if only I did that, and if only I started to, like, you know, religiously believe that, like, I already have it. I don't know. But in any case, um, so, like, the reason I was getting rid of the car is because I, they, because, hold on a second. Okay. You know, it's just, like, um, I had to get this car because the, the car that i had was a fucking impreza sport which means that it had these thin ass tires that i've never gotten so many flat tires it's like it's like these fucking tires are made out of rice paper and anybody who has anybody who's ever had like a um wheels like that can attest to this because like everyone who i've talked to like at gas stations where i was like oh i need to get this fucking tire uh, repaired? Oh, it's too thin to repair. They're all like, I had a such and such sport car and this same shit happened to me. So like, no, like, um, you know, it's not impre- like Subaru's fault. It's just the fact that like, because of the supply chain, I had to get a fucking sport car because the only car they had in January. And I got like five flat tires, and it cost me a ton of money to like, be stranded and then have to go and rent a car. And it was all fucking horrible. So, you know, now that, now that I was, like, trying to get this new car um, to, like, replace it. Um, you know, like, I don't know what happened, but I just kind of lost track of what I was saying. Um, so, in any case, I'm just going to jump to where... So, in any case, I, I walked away from the deal, like, five times. There was, like, five times during this interaction where I was like fuck it I'll just keep my car whatever fuck this. And that was I guess like the best negotiation tactic because ultimately it's all about it's it's um like uh I think sales like you know people selling it's like they are really only looking for one thing which is like when you open up your wallet and give them all your money. So if they're like if they're like, okay, you know, I'd rather have you give us all your money that you can give. We'd, ra- we'd like to have more, but we'll be okay with you just giving us all your money that you have that you're okay to give. Because ultimately, the guy told me, he's like, the way it works is if we don't sell, so they get a car. I don't fucking, you know, honestly, who gives a shit what their deal is? I did ended up get the car. I ended up getting a I now I have a hybrid. I so I traded I traded my 6 months old uh um Subaru Impreza Sport for a Kia uh which is a which is a Kia hybrid uh Sportage, which is not a sport car, but it's like an SUV. I had a the car I got um T-boned in was a um was a Honda CRV. Which was a good car. Um, anyways, so this is car caps. This is this is now we're talking about cars now. This is, this whole show is a car show. Um so I have a hybrid car now. And it actually when it's all said and done, it did I did have to like I did have to put money down that like really was like um like a real punch in the gut and I hate you know, I hate that I fucking like, had to hemorrhage money like that, but my payments are going to be the same as what it was before, and um, and I have a job, so, like, it's going to, like, it's like life goes on, you know, it's like not, I got to be grateful for that, and um, this car is like a hybrid, so it's, like, gets way better gas mileage, which is really cool, like, I couldn't believe that you could go for, like, 500 miles on one tank of gas, that's, like, very cool to me, so I think that this will be a good thing in the long run. But a bad thing for the for the show because I think that it would be funnier if I got really fucked over in this deal. It would be funnier if I was like a big pussy that couldn't like stand up for myself. and was just like, "All right, I'll t- I'll pay, you know, $500 a month for you know that I don't have and then like I'm you know, like I'll drain my entire uh bank account out because I didn't have the guts to say, hey, fuck you, I'm not gonna I, I don't need the car that bad. I'll just keep this, you know, this car with like rice paper wheels that keeps getting flats. Um you know, because but that would have been better. But no, actually I did stand up for myself and um and I and I have a new car. So but also, um what I was saying, it's that so it's been 10 days since i w- i went on on vacation from school and i got to say it's been very it's been 10 very eventful days i mean all the damn things that happened it's like you know i'm just like very surprised at the the amount of stuff that has happened in the last 10 days from from getting off of school in a positive way cuz also uh this is this is like inside baseball. no, not inside baseball. It's not inside baseball. It's inside grading animal stuff. So in these ten days also i've um I've also like structured how I want to write the finale, or not even I've really structured the finale of grading animals, and I think it's going to be seven episodes. It's going to be seven episodes um and it's going to be like a really like um a both you know informative about about the animals but also will be like um you know evocative of my of like uh like a story a story about i don't know my own creativity and like my own just to, just like a journey a little bit of a journey through this thing um and it's like i'm really psyched about it so yeah so I'm psyched. I'm psyched about the uh, the show. I'm psyched about grading animals, and I'm psyched about um, about this. Va- I think this has been a pretty eventful vacation, which is like you know it's pretty go- pretty cool. And when it, even though it's pretty cool, it's not. I don't think necessarily good for for content because I think content should be about uh, the the um, the protagonist having to deal with hardships. And, um, not getting what they want. I wonder, am I getting what I want? I mean, I guess so, kind of. I feel like I kind of this has been these last 10 days, have been essentially getting what I want um, in different ways. Like I've like I got what I want. I wanted to get a new car. Um, I wanted to do a creative project with my friends. I wanted to spend time with my nephew. I wanted to meet a hero of mine, and I wanted to unblock my creative process with this web series that, like, I spent so much time dedicating my life to. So i, I have gotten what I want in all of those regards, and that is bad for. I think that's not funny. It's you know success. Failure is funny, um, you know. So I would I would assume this is like not the best you know this is not but but I think I'm happy with it because it's like good for me in the real life. All right. So, let's get to some suggestions because we do have suggestions. I I did put it out to the audience for some suggestions. And now um the first suggestion I'm actually not going to say his screen name because um, you know, he, he's going through uh, a tough time and he wanted some advice. So his question is, he's been on and off for like three years with this girl and he liked her and she liked, he goes, I liked her, she liked me, we tried and we just don't get the timing right. And this year, I go to school with her and I really want her and I feel like she likes me, but I don't know if she's just flirting with her or I don't know. And, like, I want to be with someone, like, to share my dreams with, like, I want to go to the NBA, and I want to share that dream with her. And, like I said, I don't know if she's flirting with me or actually likes me. So, um, this is this is a tough situation. And, you know, who better to ask about this than me, J-Caps, an expert, a, a, a romantic expert, really. Um, and what do I have to say to this thing, this guy? He's like... He's likes like this girl, but doesn't know. But then he was with her like for on and off three years, so there definitely was something there. But like, is she just flirting? And wait a second, they're in high school, so you know we can take a step back and say the whole entire relationship is meaningless because they're just babies, right? But for real, like, what what does someone do in a situation like this where they like someone and they don't know if it's like it's it's anything? and what i say unfortunately is it's too bad it's unfortunately it's just too bad if you like someone that's worth less than nothing if you like someone and like you can just like anybody you can just think right now on the planet earth and you can just send your like you know the like the like in your heart out to anybody in the world and that is worth nothing unfortunately i mean it's like just cuz you like someone doesn't mean they like other people are on their own journey so it's like to to somebody else if they're not at a place where if they if they're just not in like like let's say um you know let's say that you are like a planet orbiting the sun, right? And like you're like you're on the planet and it's going it's it's orbiting, like going in a circle, but then it's also going around another like a, another like celestial being like a sun. And then another person um is on an, in another in another galaxy on another planet circling um and going around. And for the ch- the chances that you're like will all of a sudden line up with some other person's like that you don't know. It's the odds of that, like, on those two separate planets into two different galaxies that the coordinates of you guys and the seasonal angle of the planets, that all of a sudden that those two planets would be facing each other from two different galaxies, like, exactly the coordinates, right? And that, like, that point on those planets would line up, like, so it's kind of what I'm saying, it's kind of impossible, right, so that's what I think, so, you know, just because somebody like, just because you like somebody, like, who cares, unfortunately, but I think this is a bit a little bit differently, because he goes, that he, that he's been with her a few, like, you know, for on and off for three years, so may, the timing is wrong, and so I feel like also, unfortunately, basically what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, sir, is it, prognosis does not look good. I, I'm going to say prognosis does not look good. And unfortunately, you know, what, what can you say? Like, you can just do... I would say just do you. Just do you. Do your own... Like, live your own life. And I guess, like, be, like, clear with the other person. and, and if it, And if there's nothing there, then just move on. And just try to quell... I would say take the the um the feeling of like the feeling of like that's that's slowly like uh, burning and like turning into ash and like burning down, and just like i don't know, put that energy into something that you're interested in, like if you have like a like a hobby or like a goal or a job that you can focus on or um you know, your NBA career, something like that. I think that's, like, the best thing you can do. And if the person that you have expressed your like to, if they know it, um, that's all you can do. Because, like, again, it's just, it doesn't matter. Just think of, like, just think of yourself, right? And that, like, imagine you find out that somebody that you know likes you. If you don't like that person, it's like, all right, whatever, who cares? Now, there's a possibility that, like, maybe you like that person if you do then cool then it'll, then it'll work out but if you don't then it's just like at best it'll just be like awkward and at worst the person could even like use that as like leverage to like if the, if it's not like a friendship if it's actually there's if there's no actual friendship there then i don't know i feel like you know uh to say to tell somebody that you like them it Opens you up to like a lot of vulnerability, and you know the world is a jungle, and everything is like unfortunately sometimes like this horrible transactional th- this transactional relationship between everything where people are you know leveraging for power and um i don't know i don't think that i I don't think that's the situation between you guys between i really hope you guys can work it out but um you know, so sadly, I would say just uh, don't worry. I say just like, you know, uh, if if you've expressed your feelings to this person once and like it doesn't it, it it like nothing happened, then just move on and, you know, just be like, that's life. You know, you're in high school, so it's going to be, you know, life is going to continue is gonna progressively uh, get sadder and suck. so just how things are. so I, I don't know if I'm like a great person to to give advice, but I did in this case. and um, you know, I don't know, was it was it good advice? i I think it was good advice because it was grim. I think sometimes like grim, you know, grim is is the way is the way uh, of of things. I think things are are grim. I mean, A second alright what the fuck am I talking about dude why I just had 10 days of positive positive shit happen to me like stuff that I could not even believe would happen in a row even even positive to the point where like I didn't fucking bitch out when the car dealers tried to tried to straight up fuck me in my face and I and I I just resisted and was like oh, no I'll walk like time after time. You know? So where's the where's that am I learning anything? Maybe you shouldn't tell this kid to be so fucking negative. You should maybe you should have like a more positive attitude about it. Hold on a second. All right, hold on. Um guy who I was just giving advice to. Uh I just uh briefly consulted privately publicly on the podcast with myself. And I'm also going to just say don't listen to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I like have I have no expertise in this in this situation. What you're listening to, what you're, what I said before, it's true for me. But maybe, maybe this, maybe you like didn't give this person enough attention on the times before. I don't know, but you know what? I do stick by what I said. When I said, just be really upfront and then do your and then live your life because i think that i was ultimately you know what listen don't fucking second guess me all the time i know what i'm talking about sure i may have like a particular angle i may have a like a like a like a perspective but for the most part it's it's not that off so i think i think that there was no reason to to put the cinematic piano music on and try to walk me back um And on the other hand, you know, maybe I was a little too harsh. But so you know what? I I stand by it. It's actually fine. All right, cool. So next suggestion is um, I got to look for it because it's in my phone. Uh, But the next suggestion comes from um, Matthew Holland. Okay. Let's talk about Matthew Holland. Um, Matata at Matata, one of the best, one of the best friends of the show, Long-time Patreon supporter, you know, one of the best. So he has a bunch of, he has a, a bunch of um, suggestions for me. Uh, let's start with this one that's like a scenario. He goes, you're trapped on an island or something, and someone you're with dies, and you have to eat them to survive. What part would you eat first, and what part would you eat last? Yikes, dude, fuck. That's terrible scenario. Jesus Christ, trapped on an island. I mean, I am trapped on an island. I'm trapped on Long Island, right? But we're talking about like a desert island. We're talking about like a deserted island, basically a lump of sand with one palm tree and no coconuts on that palm tree in the middle of the ocean. Just fucking sunburned purple, right? And I'm with somebody and they die and I got to eat a dead body? Sheesh. no, Talk about life as a jungle. Damn, dude. That's true. Life is like um. Now, do I really believe that? Do I think that like li- life is a jungle, but is life a a desert island? No. Unfor thankfully, you know what? If there's one thing I'm thankful for, that's not my life, right? Like if now, if you were on that desert island with one other person and just one palm tree with no coconuts on it, just a little mound of sand in the middle of the ocean, would you be like sitting there and be like, you know, I. I made some bad decisions in my life. Like I did, I there there was warning signs before this point that I should have heeded. You know, in your in your own lives, listeners, do you ever wonder if like when you make a decision and you're like, oh damn it, this is this is I I should have known I should have known better. Now I'm here. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to do this again. I feel like if I was on a desert island with one other person. I would have had to make so many unfortunate things. So many things must have had happened to me, you know? Like, how did I get... Like, how was it that... Like, what was the decision to go to that island in the first place? Was I shipwrecked? I guess if I was shipwrecked, I don't know. I feel like... Then why was I on a ship? I don't fucking... Like, I don't even ever want to go on a cruise because I don't want to get Legionnaire's disease. But who knows? Maybe it was because, like... You know, I was um, how would I end up on a on a cruise? Would you think I would be one of these guys who was um, like I always thought, like when I used to do improv, like maybe I'd get a job as like doing improv on a on a cruise, doing like comedy on a cruise. But then the cruise capsizes and like I end up, where the fuck were we cruising to? Like the Bermuda Triangle? I feel like that's, oh, that'd be interesting if it was like. Half X Files, half bad decision. But in any case, let's get back to this gross, this gross scenario that Matata proposes. He goes, "I'm gonna have um, I'm gonna have to eat somebody, and I'm gonna have to eat them. Uh, and, they, and they're probably like sunburned like I am. Oh Jesus Christ! And they're dead. Does that mean the meat is bad? If somebody dies of natural causes." Aren't there isn't their body gross like you can't eat it? Ugh God damn it, dude. Yikes. I mean, you know what though? If I was on a desert island, desert island caps, Des- desert island caps who's already made these horrible decisions probably would also like let's just let's just follow through and make worse decisions, right? Like, so hmm. Damn, dude, what the fuck part would you eat of somebody? Ugh. I mean, would you eat, ugh, what would you eat of theirs? I guess you would probably, I I guess, like, I would probably eat, like, thigh bone, right? Right? Thigh. Because that's, like, good, that's, like, good muscly meat, right? You wouldn't eat, like, first of all, you're not going to eat, like, like, you're not going to eat boobs, right? That's stupid. That's just fat. Ugh. I'm not, I'm also, listen, I'm on this desert island. I'm probably, like, emaciated, but I'm not trying to fucking eat unhealthy either. I'm not just going to eat fat-filled boobs, right? You want to eat muscle. Like, that's... Also, I'm I'm capable of making a fire. How the fuck am I going to eat this? Raw? I'm going to go sushi style? That's not good. Um, What part would I eat last? I mean, probably butthole. Probably butt. I'd probably stay away from the butt. I don't want to eat asshole. Does that, like... Is that, is, is that like the big tell of like my age like oh my god he he wouldn't eat butthole what a loser like Jesus Christ what a prude some people out there probably like butthole's the first part I would eat Jesus Christ what a loser nah dude but I'm not I'm not about that life I'm not about eating butthole um in a sexual situation or like to survive just just who I am I'm whatever you know call me a prude I'll take it it's just my life you know so but and eating brain, ugh, how am i gonna open the skull i'm gonna have a little i'm gonna have a lot of problem opening up the skull of somebody who I was just hanging out with like two minutes before well, anyway matata you really you really um open up a horrible um a hor- horrible vision of what life could be, and I'm very grateful. That I'm not on a deserted desert island, um, just a lump of sand in the middle of the ocean, one palm tree, no coconuts, you know, purple from sunburn, and having to eat somebody I know. Um, But I did answer your question. And the next suggestion he has is the Pamlico sound. The Pamlico sound. I don't know what the Pamlico sound is. I'm wondering if the Pamlico sound is like a new musical sound from a place called Pamlico where the bands, they 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 have come up with a new style, a new style of music that nobody, somehow nobody has ever heard before. Because back in the day, when before the internet, um, back in the day, regions would come up with new musical genres that because they were separated from everybody. So like you would have like like in the blues, you would have like the delta blues, you'd have the philadelphia blues, you'd have the new york blues, you'd have the california, you know, the LA sound. And all of these genres would be different. And you could see it happening in music pretty much pretty much up until the pervasiveness of of um the internet when when instead of regions you know people were able to like hear music from everywhere and be, and be influenced and like i think that genres don't um i think genres are really like uh, driven probably now by more by like internet trends than and like like you i i've heard that because of tiktok people are making songs that are shorter without bridges because they're letting they're being influenced directly by the um, the corrupt Chinese algorithm that um, that shares their music. So it's like now the um, the creative um, the creative drive is like completely uh, based on the commerce, like uh, through through like this algorithmic nonsense, right? But at one time it was not based on that. It was it was based on local scenester douchebags that were the gatekeepers, right? So back in the day it's like the Philly sound or the like Chicago sound was because like people in Chicago or people in the region you were, like were like, that's what's cool. And that's like what was the most inventive thing. And they, they couldn't tell what was going on in another place. You know, probably the most famous regional genre of our lifetimes, um, not our, I mean, maybe my lifetime, was the Seattle, the Seattle sound. The Seattle music scene when I was a kid was like this, you know, this like mythological thing. And I think it lasted pretty much, I think it went from Nirvana all the way to like Death Cab for Cutie like 10 years later. I think... There was like ten years where young people mythologized um the Pacific Northwest. Because like, you know, you had Nirvana, you had the, the explosion of like sub pop bands, and then you had like Built to Spill and other groups, and then you it still it still escalated into the two thousands, I think. But um, you know, that was that like Came out of scarcity. Those like uh, Kurt Cobain famously said that like he read about like when he was a kid, he read about punk rock, but he never heard any of it. So he just made and he just made it up like what he thought like this aggressive type of music would be. And then when he actually was older and found more like was exposed to more music that was actually punk, he was like, it's not even that. It's not even as aggressive as what what I imagined it to be. So the Pamlico sound, the Pamlico sound, it sounds like a beach. It sounds like beach music. Pamlico sound could also be, you know, like, this, like a sound. Like, you know, in Long Island, we have the Atlantic Ocean, and then on the top, we have the uh, Long Island sound. And the Long Island sound also refers to bands that came out of Long Island, like, for instance, Lou Reed. Uh, one of the first creators of indie rock, is a Long Island guy. And, you know, so you could say that indie rock is the Long Island sound. The Pamlico sound, I'm going to assume, because of the word Pamlico, and it sounds like either Spanish, um, it could be Mediterranean, it has a O at the end, Pamlico. So I'm going to say that it could be anywhere from like, ska reggae mixed with like maybe like I don't know let's say like how about we throw like an oud you ever hear of an oud it's a weird ass guitar it's like a big gourd it's a big gourd back and then it has like five strings or like it's like has five strings but they're doubled I don't know why I thought of that maybe just because the hoping that the Pamlico sound is like in the Mediterranean Um but maybe not Maybe the Pamlico sound is, you know, maybe it's like a sound that's up, like, in Canada or something like that. Or or you know what else? And I'll do this right now in the middle of this, because I've been talking about this for, like, ten minutes. But maybe I'll Google Pamlico sound because maybe something happened there that I don't even know about. I'm just, you know, running like this, just talking out my ass and... It's something much more simpler than that. So let me look it up. Pamlico Sound. Oh. Oh, shit, dude. Okay. So it turns out this makes a lot of sense because not to blow up your spot, but Matata, the guy who asked this question, is actually from uh, North Carolina. And um, he says... The Pamlico Sound, it turns out, is the largest lagoon along the North American East Coast. Um, so it's actually a body of water. Uh, it's very big. It goes almost all the way through, like, it's, it's um, tr- whatever, what do they call that, tributary? It goes all the way, like, cuts deep into, um, into uh, uh, what do you call North Carolina. You wouldn't know that unless you just lived there, right? And, um, yeah. And apparently that, I think they used it to, like, do uh, atomic bomb tests. So, and now it's like sort of a, it, when you hear about, you ever heard of a show called The Outer Banks? Well, that's with Hamlico Sound. Um, I just saw a couple of pictures. looks beautiful. So, you know how I said that the Pamlico Sound was probably like ska music? All right. I'm going to say now, I'm going to say probably not ska music because it's in North Carolina. I'm going to say maybe more Americana, right? And then I'm going to also say, what if we call like Americana slash a little bit of blues, like a little bit of like blues, like Americana blues influence, but then what about North Carolina's storied indie rock history and throw some, uh, so throw some indie rock in there? Because, like, you know, I here's the thing. Maybe till the day I die, I'm never going to let up the dream, the dream of indie culture. We live in a time now where um, it's not cool to be original. It's actually cool to follow the trends um and that's like the opposite of the way i think like i don't i always think that there's people who are excited to find to discover something unique that's going on under the radar and not um and who don't want to like just be spoon-fed and told what's popular who would rather discover it and be um because they themselves are searching for uh, for like their own like sort of thumbprint. Sort, sort of like um, they say that like from like from like I guess like I don't know if it's like 15 to 25 or something age range or like maybe like 20 to 30. Um, they say that those, that, that decade or that, those 15 years are, are identity versus identity confusion, um, where it's like you're going to try on different selves to find out what self you actually are. And it's like no surprise that, you know, in the teen years, you try to like adopt, you know, you're like, you get into different music styles and like you sort of become defined by the culture that you are searching for in yourself like you're, you're searching for yourself and you try to find it as you project yourself onto the world so you know that and because behind like the like like when we close our eyes like we're in like we're behind the mask of ourselves like we whether we like it or not whether we want to assimilate or, like, be accepted by the world or whatever. In ourselves, we are unique to ourselves, like, down to our own individual experiences. So to to want to find something specific to yourself, I think it's, like, um, it's not only universal, but it's, like, it, it will never die. In my era, I feel like when I was younger, I wanted to, like, identify with, like, I guess, like, music scenes. That was, like, the defining point. For whatever reason, I don't think that's, like, such a, a pervasive thing. But you find, like, you know, you find, like, an analog in the way that people really want to define themselves by their, like, you know, like, there's, like, a lot of different gender or whatever, stuff like that now. And it's, like, it's similar in that, like, people want to find their thumbprint and they want to, like, take ownership over their thumbprint. And... I don't like the way the world is in that like we are sort of we have to like become a hybrid with computers now like we have to like live through our phones and where every experience has to be tailored through our phone. I feel like that takes away a lot of the the uniqueness of of experience because there's not a category for your life as you go through it, it's, it's, it's a specific momentary thing that, um, that is known only to you, like known to you when you close your eyes behind like the mask, it's, it's, it's undefinable and that's very difficult. It's, it's impossible for people to like, um, to, to like, uh, feel okay in like the, in the unknown. Like we want to be um, we wanna feel like security in something, but like that security is not necessarily gonna come um and it's gonna be fleeting um so again, the Pamlico sound is something that it's like gonna have a lot of blues it's gonna have a lot of, like it's gonna have sort of like uh like a kind of punky indie rock, but like we're really going back to I'm gonna say that Pamlico sound kind of sounds like, like Superchunk. I'm gonna say it sounds like Superchunk, but with like more blues riffs. I think Superchunk was from North Carolina. I think I'm gonna just double check that um, since I'm on Wikipedia anyway. And um, let's see, Superchunk. Yes, yeah, Superchunk was from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So you know what? Problem solved, guys. We so- we solved that one. Okay. Um, the next suggestion, uh, we have one more suggestion from Matata, but I really feel like we, he, I gave him the lion's share of the, uh, of the suggestions. So I'm going to move on to Sheila Fleming Garrett. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, so that's, um, what's her screen name? Uh, Sheila the Tuba. And Sheila the Tuba says, I know you've done a lot of different art stuff. Have I ever done pottery? And she said she started her second course yesterday, and, and she's digging it. First eight week was the wheel, and this is all about hand building. And the answer is yes. Sheila, I have done pottery before. I've actually done both the wheel stuff and hand building, and it is a great thing. I'm not, like, a super expert at it. I've done—actually, I've had, actually years ago, I had to teach pottery. I had to teach— um, high school ceramics. So I you know, I had to I had to be knowledgeable about knowledgeable about it enough to show it to kids who just wanted to throw clay at each other. They were high school kids, but like you know. Um now looking back, I really don't I think that the, um like um emotionally disturbed kids are a lot more um stable than regular kids. In any case, yes, I've done pottery before and uh i like it you know i think that there's the the one the most difficult thing about it is that you can't like it's not like it's not always going to do what you want it to do i guess that's like a universal art thing but i think with pottery it's like you you have to like leave some things up to um like you can make something and then you can put it in the kiln and there could have been a bubble in it and it'll explode or you can like like there's 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 firing something in the kiln it it's this like um it's like no matter how good you think you made it like it could go off the rails even with glazing like glazing it's like not going to you don't even know how it's going to look at the end um and there's all these crazy techniques of glazing where it's like, um, one of the things that I always talk about is uh, watercolor because I love, I love watercolor um, and I like how unpredictable it is because I tend to be a perfectionist. But, um, you know, within that, there's a lot of accepting that shit's going to go wrong and I think that, you know, you can tend to get very upset when things don't go the way you want them to go. Um you know, you can think like, damn, like I made, like I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that. Like essentially, I'm on a a desert island with one palm tree, no coconuts, and you know, like a dead a dead body of my friend. Like it could feel like ha- I made a lot of bad decisions. Um, and then like, yeah, like you accept you accept that things go wrong and you move you move past it. Um. So yeah, like I think that pottery is really fun and hard, and I I don't really do it, um, I don't like pursue it now, like because I think of especially of that reason because I don't like I didn't like that I can I couldn't control, <laughs> I couldn't control it, but um, it's cool. I think that's great. So anyway, um, and um, also congratulations, Sheila. I think that's great. And yes, I have done. Pottery, and it, I think it's a challenge. It's very cool. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the rest of these just because um, people are still. Let's just talk to Ke- Bobblehead Hunting. Says, uh, talk about weddings. Okay, so weddings, right? Um, you know, it's very nice that people get together and um, and get married, and uh, that's beautiful. Uh, and, at the other, and, and on the other hand, I I really think society is is annoying. Like, you know, I think this is kind of goes back to um, to what I was saying about like uh, identity versus identity confusion, because I think a lot of people, if they have friends that have gotten married or they have like gone through like their twenties and thirties, then. You have an experience where, like, you have some friends who have a big public wedding and a big public display of, like, their, like, their, I guess, like, where they're at in, in <laughs> like, their social, like, how good they're doing, and they're like, we're going to go and have a wedding, and it's going to be, like, really expensive, and everyone's going to get fucked up and it's like i don't know i guess that i guess that's kind of fun i used to be a wedding photographer uh i've been to like 700 weddings and some some weddings like you know are like humbler than others and some weddings are like i don't know it's like um like an excess it's like a lot of excess and a lot of like <laughs> just like i don't know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that it i think that sometimes weddings suck um because i don't know like i guess maybe like i i don't um like i don't agree i you know something here's here's something that i'll say i i tend to be a little bit like of um Uh, like negative. I think that I I think that in in, sometimes I'm negative. Like with that whole thing with the with the buzzer. Like I in my head believe like as many buzzers as as are in an episode. I have like there's more buzzers going on all the time, and I don't um. I don't think that like is a good thing, you know. Uh, sure. If somebody has like a wedding with like uh, like like a 25 people in the bridal party and they're all like seem to be, um, I don't know, like pick a genre of person that's annoying to you. Like it can be anywhere from like finance bros to um, whatever, like whatever type of people. I picked finance bros because like there's like a, there's a type of person that like is in New York City that um, that I've done a lot of weddings for and it's like, it's just they're culturally on the opposite side of like my life per, uh, uh, trajectory, and I'm always like, there's an aspect of these type of people that I don't understand, and like being like taking pictures at their wedding. It's like I just don't understand. This is like a world that I don't understand. Um, so yeah, like I'm judging it, and I'm like saying, mm-hmm. for me, from my perspective, it sucks. But, you know what, uh, that's, that's my own, that's my own, the limits of my own perception. And that's not, that's not, um, the way things are. And, like, you know, you shouldn't, I shouldn't go and shit on people and, um, and, uh, you know, tell, and and say, and be negative about it. I mean, maybe I should, actually. It'd probably be better, it'd probably be funnier if I did, um but i I don't know i don't I don't think I handled that well, so you know what let's just say that um that uh weddings can be fun you know let's just say weddings can be fun and if you get to go to a wedding and like it doesn't cost you much and you you you're friends with everybody there and it's great and you're celebrating these two people get, getting together and falling in love and starting a family and uh It's kind of beautiful, you know, and if they stay together, that's that's great. And if they end up getting divorced and the whole thing was just like like a financial financially irresponsible disaster that that shouldn't have been done. But like whatever, you're young and stupid and you make mistakes and like, you know, hopefully you won't end up on a desert island, you know, eating your ex spouse, you know, because there's no more coconuts left. So, you know, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, and you know what? We're going we're gonna to keep it going, Keeper of the Bobbles. I hope, I hope you had a fun time at the at the wedding. And I also hope that you left. If you guys, you guys want to follow, they only have 49 followers. You should really check out keep Bobblehead Hunting. What he does is he has these little Bobblehead toys, and he puts them out in nature, and he takes a picture. And if you find it out in nature, then, I don't know, like you, it's like a game. But I think it's really cool. Some of it might have been pretty cool. Might have been a cool wedding to to go to. That guy was there. All right. Next suggestion comes from... Um, next suggestion comes from the Jason Tate. And he asks, would I ever grade cryptids? And he feels like actual animals are fucking weird already. Would I ever grade cryptids? And the answer is yes. I think that... Um, After grading animals, I am going to be free to create another thing that I don't even know what it will be. Um, And I'm looking forward to incorporating everything that I've, um, like all the, let's say the games I've established in grading animals to, uh, to, to whatever thing I do next. And if that and grading, I'll grade anything, really. I think I should. I think it was uh, short-sighted of me to limit it to animals, but it was a gambit I was willing to take. Um, so yes, Jason Tate, I will grade cryptids in the future, and we'll see where everything goes. Anyway, uh, if you've made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much. Um, I feel like I should give you a coupon to something. So if you guys want, uh, if it, whoever makes it to the end of this episode, um, just DM me about the coupon, and maybe I'll Maybe I'll send you something. Maybe I'll send you something. So if anybody got to the end of this episode, uh, just DM me and be like, uh, I want to know more about the coupon. And then we'll go from there. Anyway, thanks so much. And uh, I'll see you next week.